when we give you complete coverage of the Sharks and Barracuda, we mean we give you coverage of the Sharks and Barracuda. That's right, the San Jose Barracuda played their first play-in game in their Pacific Division playoffs. We'll tell you how it went and everything. We have a hyped-up Kevin Lacey, if that's a spoiler alert or not. We'll talk about it right now. This is Barracuda After Dark. Barracuda. But first, welcome in. It is May 18th, 2021, and the San Jose Barracuda win. Oh, yeah. They beat the Tucson Roadrunners 2-1. to one. We'll talk about that. First, welcome to Barracuda After Dark. This is a special edition. We'll do this on occasion. Of course, we're going to roll it like just a regular Teal Town After Dark. So if you want to chat with us uh, and fellow Barracuda fans on the page of the app, please do so. Follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, SoundCloud, Reddit, and of course our Discord and find everything at tealtownusa.com. I got. I have a hint of orange going on. Wait, I should probably have this up a little bit higher to pretend I got a turtleneck on. But I'm joined by Kevin Lacey. How are you, bud? Well, I'm doing pretty well. Um, I apologize to those of you who are, are watching here live or, or uh, watching the replay or listening on your favorite podcatcher. But thanks for tuning in. I apologize because I am getting an important phone call at this moment so i may i and i actually need to step away but oh, this is gonna be i'll funny. be back ah, you know when the cfo calls you got to take the call oh, so i'll boy. be right back you mute yourself we'll i'll get things going here and explain everything going on in fact the san jose barracuda along with the rest of pacific division are playing in a playing tournament they're the only division doing this and there's no calder cup playoffs this year for the ahl and unfortunately the this is all you're going to get for playoff hockey this season. Uh, in fact, there's a lot of guys who didn't want to play in this tournament, but they are going to do it no matter what to uh, make sure things get on on uh, on uh, the high note there to finish it off for the season. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, I am going to have I'm going to let Kevin talk, and once he's able to come back on, I'll let him talk. So again, if you want to be part of the show, by all means. Check us out right here on tealtownusa.com. And uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. We are also watching Vancouver and Calgary play right now. Vancouver is currently uh, up 3-1 to one with about two minutes to go in the third period. Uh, if that score holds, uh, the, the Vancouver Canucks leapfrog the Sharks in the standings, which gives the Sharks a better chance at a... Uh, at a uh, selection here, so it'll be nice to see uh, all around for sure uh, in this one. Uh, so let me break that there. There you go. Hi everyone. Uh, no, no need to see Kevin Lacey take a phone call. Very important phone call with work here. So we're looking at that three-one Canucks. Uh, the Flames have an empty net. We'll keep you posted on that if you're joining us live. Uh, as for the game itself that we're talking about, the Barracuda. Come in as the number four seed. Uh, they take on the Tucson Roadrunners, who come in as the seven seed. This is a play-in format, so winner moves on to play in a next the next play-in round. Uh, when they when they win, uh, that team will go 
get on a bus and drive all the way to Las Vegas to take on the the Golden Knights affiliate, the Silver Knights, in a best of three format that'll uh, begin later this week. Let me pull up my uh, info here if I don't have it mistaken. Yeah, so uh, that Pacific Division uh, semifinal round with the uh, Henderson Silver Knights will all be in Las Vegas. Uh, it'll start on Friday, uh, game time, 7 p.m. for that one, if this thing works. In fact, you know, let's see. I think I could pull this up here. Why not? That way you can, you all can see what's going on here. So, guys, um, I was starting to say I apologize <laughs> because I'm, I may need to break away because I am trying to work and do the show and then, eat lunch at the, all at the same time. Then, and, of course... Our email server just went down at work. So. <laughs> <laughs> of course. This is a great thing of afternoon hockey. So let's just yeah. go through this really quick. We'll make it less than 10 minutes. Uh, early on, no scoring in the first period. Here, uh, you know, the shots 6-5. I mean, overall, Lacey, 20-20 in the shots. I mean, uh, kind of, I would say kind of low scoring matchup here. But it definitely yeah, you know, this game was really uh, a defensive battle here for the most part. Not not to say that teams were seal tight defensively, because I did notice a few um, breakdowns, uh, especially, you know, the, the Barracuda. If you've been able to watch in the reef, the, the previous episodes over the past couple of years and uh, and the episode that never actually aired, which was the last one where I <laughs> I discussed with Nick about my problems with the CUDA defensively in front of their net. They seem to constantly break down, leave players wide open in the slot, and it's a problem. And I mentioned it even on Twitter today. Um, so uh, that was still kind of there, especially at the start of the second period. I thought Tucson really came out flying there uh, to start the second. But um, even even Tucson, as w when we eventually get to the game-winning goal, I thought that was also a complete break defensive breakdown by them so um it was a matter of these teams not giving up very much but trying to capitalize on the few scoring opportunities that they actually generated right um so that first period i i uh, let me pull up the shots but i believe that the shots were like five five six five six five six five yeah um and and that was the shots were something like five three with about three minutes left in the first period so <laughs> Really, both goalies didn't have to be tested very much. Um, I think that played to the Barracuda's favor because with Yosef Kojanash coming back, uh, it really let him s slide into the different pace. You know, one of the big concerns for me, Eric, was with Yosef Kojanash coming back from the NHL, there's two ways to go about it. One is the AHL not being at quite the same pace as the NHL, obviously. Um, you could take that for granted. You might be like, ha I've faced NHL experience or I've gotten NHL experience over the last three weeks. So I'm just going to come in and own this league. And that's really not a good mindset to have. I remember, uh, Jim Fahey, the long, the uh, shark from a long, long time ago had that attitude and he never played in the NHL again. So, um, it's, it's, sorry, if I sound distracted, it's because my phone is off the hook right now. <laughs> gotcha. Um, 
But uh, with Kosher Nash, though, he was allowed to settle in, only faced the five shots in the in the first period, and really said, "Okay, here we go, let's go." Um, I thought Kosher Nash was excellent. There there was one chance late in the game where Jan Yannick nearly scored because Kojanash was not holding his post. But overall, I thought Kojanash looked every bit as good as he was before his call-up. Yeah, and he looked pretty solid, you know, making 19 saves on 20 shots. Uh, Jan Yannick, who, who scored his first two NHL goals against the Sharks in the last two, pre- last two uh, regular season games for the Desert Dogs, you know, he got the things going to make it one nothing, which I, I thought, you know, a little quick move that, that I think fooled Koshinash. And then Evan Weinger, you know, about midway through the through the second period, ties the game up at 1-1 uh, with a nice little wrister, you know, in the almost into the corner there uh, that beat uh, Provetsov. Uh, at easier said than done to make sorry, it. Sorry, it's Prosvetov. I'm trying to pick up my phone here, but it's Prosvetov. Thank you. Actually, it's sorry, it's Prosvetov. See, yeah, even I'm distracted right wow. now. Wow, he got it's it wrong, folks. Uh, Malosh and Co. with the assist on there to tie it up one one. Uh, you know, I thought the Koshinash had a nice run in the second period, and I'm kind of looking at the gifts that we put on for Teal Town, but it was just a uh, you know. He had some net mount scramble and, and looked really crazy. And but like you said, Koshinash looked really solid all around. Uh, and then Jake McGrew uh, with some nice passing, you know, behind the net from Reedy and Helga walks gets uh, open open net for the game winning goal to make it a uh, two uh, one. That would be your final score there. Uh, you know. It, and, uh, you know, McGrew with a nice little nifty backhander from behind the play. I don't think he, I don't think Vietov uh, uh, got got any chance in it. But, you know, McGrew picks it up with the game winner. Uh, no mistake on that one. Open net to make it happen. Uh, you know, Kathy, you know, I love Kevin's hockey knowledge. Uh, Kevin needs to run a special segment to teach everyone how to pronounce the, all the players' names. Him and Dan Ruzanowski, Kathy. You know, appreciate you uh, joining us indeed there. So uh, the Barracuda will take it 2-1. That's your final score. So what happens next? Well, now we wait for the Colorado Eagles, the Avalanche affiliate, and the Ontario Reign, the LA Kings affiliate. They will play later tonight at 7 p.m. on the same rink in Irvine. That's the Ducks practice facility uh, in Irvine, California. So uh, they... They will play. That winner of that game will take on the Barracuda tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Uh, in Irvine. And the winner of that will get to take on the Henderson Silver Knights starting Friday. So uh, it's a huge series all around. And hopefully uh, hopefully it will be an interesting one down the road indeed. So, uh, yeah, McGrew with the game winner. Uh, Wenger with the tying goal. Koshinash with 19 saves on on the day, uh, even though not exactly uh, you know quantity, but decent quality shots. I I thought uh, Tucson had a, had a pretty good role going there, but uh, you know all in all a, a victory for the Cuda. They move on into this next round here. Uh, 
hoping that uh, things will uh, go their way, even though it's just a Pacific Division sh tournament. Uh, hopefully, they'll get back up. Kevin, are you st are you with us here? Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. My the <laughs> my phone was blowing up so bad that it like my phone stopped ringing. So it was all showing up on the screen like but my phone actually stopped taking calls. All right. So really quickly here, uh, the what did you think of the goals from Weinger and McGrew? I kind of cool. Used this awesome. quick. Broke All it down right. Really so uh, great goal for both. Both goals were great, but I really, really liked the Evan Wenger goal, even though it was a simple bouncing off a skate or a leg or something along those lines. Um, it, it starts with a great defensive. I mean, it's like it's like the full 200 effort on this goal, guys. Max Latunov is battling behind his own net as the defensive center stalwart that he is wins the battle along the boards, gets that puck out to young 19-year-old Brandon Coe. Coe rushes up the ice, kind of a two-on-one, two-on-two-ish play, Finds uh, skates up that right side, finds Nick Malosh coming in uh, on the left side, basically covering, uh, or rather jumping up in the play in lieu of Latunov's back check earlier. Uh, Malosh finds Evan Weinger just kind of parked in front of the net, um, looks up, Finds finds his man. Not necessary. Not not sure if he was going for the deflection or a shot pass. He definitely was not shooting. That's for sure. Um, but it hit Weinger somewhere and went in the net. And another clutch goal for Evan Weinger in the playoffs. I mean, technically, it's it, it is a play in, but some people will consider it playoffs as well. So right. if you want to uh, go that route. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I believe that's the third straight season now that uh, or. Sorry, second straight season, because last year there was no playoffs. Um, but Evan Weinger uh, was a playoff per performer for the Barracuda there two years ago when he hadn't put up much in, in as, as far as offense goes during the regular season. Same kind of went. Same thing kind of happened this season, although Weinger found some really good chemistry with Max Latunov the last uh, six, eight weeks or so. And Weinger comes up with that big goal. As far as Jake McGrew's goal goes, um, I'm going to need to double. Uh, my, my head is spinning right now. Um, but I, what I do recall, <laughs> oh, it, was nice behind, like... it was a nice behind the play net, you know, Reedy yes, and Elkowak's. You know, fettered it open, and I don't think uh, Prozvetsov, uh actually saw it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks for that. Um, sorry, again, really distracted right now, guys. So thanks for hanging in there. Um, thanks for tuning in. Um, I mentioned very few defensive breakdowns in this game, but this was one of them. Tucson had three players go, three defending players go behind their own net. And, and to borrow a line from Randy Hahn, which is never good. Uh, so Jaden Hobgawaks and Scott Reedy both drew the three players back, allowed Jake McGrew to be wide open in front of the net. Now, it kind of was a backdoor play. Hobgawaks basically stabbed the puck. Uh, threw a player out to the front of the net. Prosvetov was looking the wrong way where all the traffic was. McGrew uh, was in the right place at the right time and put it in the open net before Prosvetov could get back over to um, to that left side. So that ended up being the game winner. Uh, two really nice, outstanding goals for very, very different reasons. Right. And you, you love to see it. Just a nice little playmaking ability there to... Uh 
get things done. And so <laughs> SJ SG2021, we have a super chat donation. Yeah. Wow. Hey, awesome. <laughs> Uh, so appreciate the, the that. funds will go towards our broken email system at work. No, I'm, just, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no. I'm kidding. It all stays in house here at Teal Town USA. That's right. So uh, great win by the San Jose Barracudas. You got to drop the S though. It's it's plural even without the S there. So, but appreciate the donation as always in that one. So what happens next? As I was saying, uh, Colorado and Ontario. That's in California. Let's those who are not aware of, of the teams in the AHL. Uh, so the Avalanche and the Kings affiliates will play tonight at around 7:30 in Irvine. The winner of that game will move on uh, to play the Barracuda tomorrow night at 7 p.m. in Irvine, and then the winner gets to get a all-expense-paid bus ride to Henderson. Well, actually, the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas to take on. The Henderson Silver Knights in the three-game series. So. Right, that's and uh, just getting out of this round will be an accomplishment. Uh, just because it is, it is extra games. The rest of the American Hockey League is not playing playoffs this year. And if you have been following Twitter, it sounds like nearly every player in the <laughs> Pacific Division did not want this to happen oh. as well. Uh, apparently. I, I can't remember the source, so I'll just say check out Twitter. But only eight players in the entire Pacific Division <laughs> voted in favor of this tournament. So um, I would venture to guess the Sharks organization is probably one of those teams pushing for extra time. Um, I would imagine San Diego would have been one of those teams because they're um, they're very invested in their AHL club. And... I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado, maybe maybe a couple other teams, but um, it is single elimination here in the, these play-in stages. So winning today was literally it. If they lost, the season was over. We're doing a totally different show. Right. We have another show for you tomorrow, I think, Eric. Maybe <laughs> I think I'll, I'll be more. <laughs> I said, wait, are you uh, but, sure? Uh, why not, uh, Dangle? What do you say? Why not? All What's right, up? thank you. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, we'll be back, apparently, uh, following a little more organized. We'll, we'll forgive us for this, for throwing this in the last minute. But uh, following, and of course, it's an afternoon game, so it throws us off. But following this game, and hopefully it doesn't go into 16 overtimes, uh, Barracuda after dark following uh, the Barracuda and the Eagles or Rain. Uh, again, that game's at 7 o'clock, or 7.30, excuse me, in Irvine. You can watch it on AHL TV. You, of course, can listen to Nick Nolenberger on the Sharks Audio Network. And, of course, be back here uh, following that game as well. And hopefully we've got a little bit of a playoff run. I mean, the, the, you're going to have this play in. If the, if the CUDA advance, they play on, take on the uh, Silver Knights, and if that happens, they'll take on the winner of Bakersfield versus San Diego for the Pacific Division Championship in this tournament. Uh, you know, uh, really quickly, SG, what are your thoughts on Koshinash on tonight on on the game today? Um, so I did talk about Koshinash quite a bit here earlier, but just to kind of recap, I thought he looked very, very strong. He didn't look like a, a goalie who was taking things for granted. He recognized the situation being that this is single elimination. And having played in the NHL the last few weeks, he didn't look like a guy who's like, 
AHL. I'm so over this. Like he looked like a focused goalie who was there to stop pucks. And it took uh, Yan Yannick, who's been a thorn in the side for Tucson this season against the Barracuda. Um, and, and, and the Barracuda took a couple of really dumb penalties early on uh, because Yannick was still in their heads from earlier in the year. Um, and, Unique, another player you may have uh, become familiar with after he scored his first two NHL goals against the Sharks. Ah! <laughs> but uh, he was the only one to beat Yosef Kozhenash today. I thought Kozhenash looked great. I'm glad that he was the guy to get in net because my concern was you saw it with the lineup here today, or I don't know if you you noticed, Eric, but a lot of the veteran players were missing from the lineup, like Joel Chelman. There's a lot of rumors circulating around Frederick Handemark right now, whether he is no longer with the organization. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of a couple of others, but like Shmulevsky's uh, at the World Championships now. Bergman's at the World Championships. Blickfeld's injured. Viel is injured. So you did see... Some new players, Timur, Timur Ibrahimov. I know he'll eventually produced? become Ibragimov, but for now, I will call him the correct Russian pronunciation of Ibrahimov. He made his profe- or his North American debut today on the fourth line. Vlad Kotkov got into the lineup. Kyle, Tock- Kyle Topping got in from uh, being called up from the ECHL. So they weren't running with the most veteran lineup despite having 32 players on the roster. So I was wondering if Alexei Melnichuk might get the game today. Glad they went with Kojanash. He looked great. I fully expect Kojanash to get the start tomorrow. And and if we keep on moving further, he's the guy I want to see in net because he clearly was the number one goalie and the number one option for this team this year. But uh, going real quick back to those lineup decisions I talked about earlier, I'm curious to see what Roy Sommer does tomorrow. Can he put a few more veterans into the lineup uh, with uh, more at stake tomorrow? I mean, the same kind of stakes. They're both elimination games, but um, just as important, if not more important, you got through game one, but you have tomorrow. And on the back-to-back situation, might we see a few players uh, get pulled and some more veteran players uh, jump into the lineup. I'm, I'm curious to see that. That's interesting to see. Uh, and granted, you had a lot of players out, as you said. And the, there's the thing. Uh, Sharks last, wanting to know really quickly before we go, did you notice any good chemistry with all these new guys? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they still kept kind of the... That's an excellent question. Uh, like, the, like, that's a great question. Um like you had your Scott Reedy and Jake McGrew pair. So it was more like pairs more than trios. Scott Scott Reedy and Jake McGrew have really found chemistry. And I think that Jake McGrew, I don't know what Jake McGrew's uh, ceiling is as far as NHL. I mean, I think he has some NHL qualities to his game. He's just a player I like to watch. And so has Scott Reedy. Scott Reedy was another player who I had a lot of concerns about, but I was willing to give him a chance because I had seen him uh, in his freshman year perform very, very well. Um, I was worried about not necessarily his work ethic, but just his, um, what do I want to say here? Just the the way he would um, impose himself on the ice there. Um, the games that I saw both last year and this year for University of Minnesota, I think uh, Scott Reedy has really 
shown, hey, I know I need to step my game up here in the, the pro ranks, so I'm here to stay. Reedy and McGrew, great chemistry. I talked about Weinger and Latunov having great chemistry. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think there there are still some some uh, things you can can take away from that with the forward group. And then defensively, all the pairs were the same. So that um, I, I think that also helped with this being the more defensive game. Um, there was a lot of familiarity there. So, great question. Great question, Kathy. Thank you very much. In case you missed anything, you don't want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher is listed on the screen Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. Of course, hit that subscribe button here. Uh, you just never know when we will pop up, like today, apparently. So, uh, again, the CUDA advance two to one over the Tucson Roadrunners. They await the winner of Ontario versus Colorado tonight at seven thirty. Uh, they will play tomorrow at seven uh, in Irvine at the Five Points Arena, the Ducks' beautiful new practice facility. Uh, and uh, we will do a Barracuda after dark following that one for sure. Uh, and then you know if things advance well, we'll just keep this thing rolling. So Kevin will have to cancel all his roller hockey games and cancel all his conference calls after that. I am so I am so happy that this game was at <laughs> one o'clock because originally this the, the schedule was reversed. This game was going to be the seven o'clock game, which was going to make me pull. I got a haircut, so it'd be less hair to pull. But I was still going to be pulling my hair out, having to miss the game. But uh, I'm glad it happened during the day. I'm glad we got a victory. And tomorrow night, my only plans are to watch the Barracuda. So I hope you join us uh, after the game. Hopefully, it's another win. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I won't have conference calls or or uh, <laughs> I hope not. Things break thirty at night. Hopefully. Yeah. So that was what what timing for this catastrophe at work no to happen? No kidding. <laughs> Yikes. So that'll do it for us. For Kevin, he's at Kevin Lacey twenty two, and there he goes again. I'm at Puck Guy fourteen. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow following the second playing game for the San Jose Barracuda, whether it's Colorado or Ontario. So until then, uh, it seems weird. I think they're they're wearing teal, so we'll, we'll go with it. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great afternoon, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>